And welcome to another episode of the Sartorial Geek Podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I'm your host, Webster Style, the man, the voice, the fragrance. And let's jump right into it with the download. This week's recommendation is one that has been quite beleaguered since it started way back in 2021 i believe when it first dropped uh there was a lot of angst and discontent within the gaming community because there was such an always on live service component to this game and for the most part it was very run-of-the-mill as far as a beat em up and leveling up and grinding and then there was outcry with the uh, DLC specific for just uh, PlayStation with Spider-Man exclusive. I'm talking about none other than Marvel's Avengers. Now, this is a game that I spoke about a few months ago as a recommendation for download because it dropped on xbox game pass since then a lot has transpired the development team has moved on the game is being sunset at least the live services component as of september 30th and right now i'm back again recommending this game because on both the playstation and xbox at the time of this recording it is now down to the low price of $7.99. Now, mind you, this game will be delisted as of September 30th. But since all of the live service elements have gone away, all of the previously uh, locked behind paywall, DLC, costume, things of that nature are now available. So now is the time if you are a Marvel fanatic and you had any kind of trepidation about this game after all of the bad reviews for $7.99. It is a game that, well, let me be frank, is going to be well worth your money and the time that you put in. I enjoyed it the little bit of time that I had played with it. However, if I had paid full price for that game, I would have been disappointed because it wasn't anything that lived up to the hype or expectations of not just gamers but marvel fans as well so that's my recommendation for the download this week marvel's the avengers next up we have short takes i'm gonna be very brief on these we're gonna talk about two but there's been a whole lot of content new stuff that has been revealed over the past couple of weeks uh first off blue beetle uh dc's latest movie coming out i believe it's coming out in i don't remember it's coming out before the flash or after the flash but it looks really cool the blue beetle especially uh this jaime reyes blue beetle is a character that i've really come to like especially with his portrayal in young justice and the trailer really did a lot to embolden goodwill with the character uh, and the DCU, in my opinion. It's also a trailer that I think that with the tone of it and outside of the obvious bug similarities, I think that this character could be that youthful representation uh, that Spider-Man is in the MCU. I really think that he he as in Jaime Reyes could be the eyes which which the audience sees this new DC EU evolving or DCU 
whatever they want to call it evolving so i'm looking forward to blue beetle i'm not sure if it's a film that i am running out to see in the theaters but it definitely looks like something that's going to be a lot of fun so that's my take on blue beetle next up is well it's we're going to marvel secret evasion they dropped the trailer for secret evasion with the skulls taking over or the scrolls taking over it's interesting because watching this i'm excited but i'm not as excited simply because Sacha picard has done this whole um shape-shifting creatures taking over secretly things so well in season three i am not as excited for the premise of secret evasion now considering i'm seeing something very similar week to week when it comes to star trek Picard season three uh now obviously that this is a apples to oranges uh sort of comparison but the premise is similar but i'm still looking forward to secret invasion just my hype for it my excitement for it has has somewhat uh diminished because of the excellent uh, storyline choices that Picard season three has done now at the time of this recording I still have to watch episode nine and then episode 10 of Picard uh, next week so that may change by the time we get a resolution to this season so those are my short takes for this week next up we're we have an interview with a very lovely lady, uh, pinup savvy Monroe, who is a woman who very much harkens her style back to a bygone era, uh, the 50s and 60s with these sort of uh, portrayals of femininity that you just don't see nowadays. Uh, she has a YouTube, Instagram, uh, social media presence that is very much about class, very much about the way things used to be when it comes to how women were predicted and how, predicted, not predicted, um, projected and portrayed but more importantly, she really strives to bring a classiness to femininity, sexuality, and sexuality uh, with her modeling, as well as her makeup tutorials and her style hauls. Let's get into our interview with Savvy Monroe. What's going on, everybody? It's Webster Sal, the man, the voice, the fragrance, and we are joined today by the lovely Savvy Monroe. Savvy, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm doing excellent. Now, one of the things that intrigued me about your content and you specifically was uh, you see online, especially in some circles that you you may or may not, as far as the audience really deals in, there is a, a lot of conversation about femininity. And one of the things that really struck me was that you really take your content back to a different era. Uh, you really focus on that sort of, uh, I would say, classic feminine pinup sort of beauty, whereas it's very much about sexuality and sensuality, but not so much risque, at least risque by modern standards. Yeah. May have been a bit risque back in the 50s and 60s, but, you know, today it's it's very tame. And I was attracted to that because I've seen, I've seen some, not so many, pinups in that era but conversation about femininity what it is how do you display it as a woman and conversely masculinity as far as a man is concerned but i have myself is i've always been classified as an old school i'm very much in a 
where classic sensibilities as far as perspective viewpoint as well as entertainment and that is all while i saw you know like i have to talk to her because it's very interesting because that whole pinup thing that era you talk about the marilyn monroe's and the betty pages and one of the things that people never remember is none of these women were little women (laughs) (laughs) and history at least the the stereotype of history in that era of of a woman and what was sexy it makes you think oh it was these little itty bitty women running around like no these these were especially for the era curvy women and that's one of the things like i said that really appealed to me about your content so how did you even stumble upon this let's say lifestyle or image that you want to project project online what what attracted you to this well, what attracted me to this was, well, my grandfather, my, my grandfather, he used to play a trombone for Billie Holiday. That was one of the reasons. He also played for Ella Fitzgerald. So it's a lot of musical history in my family background. Also, my great grandmother raised me. I was raised by her. She, if, if I were to tell you a picture of her, she looks exactly like Elizabeth Taylor down to her eyes, her skin tone, her hair. And I was enamored by old photos of my great grandmother. And she used to tell me how it was back in the day, how candy was like five cent and the car she used to drive and just the clothes. And she passed down a lot of her jewelry and her clothes to me. I was her favorite because I was the one that was mostly interested into this the most. And, you know, I said, you know what? I want to look just like my great grand. Like, I want to look like her because she was just the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. And just her classiness and glamour that she exudes, that's what I wanted to do. And it's something about the the retro style that it just has that classic, beautiful look where it's revealing, but you don't know everything. It's a mystery. And that's what I wanted to be and exude in my content. I wanted to be like... You see me, but you don't know who I am. Like, you have to dig deeper to know me. So, you know, that was another reason why I got into it. And then, you know, this was back when Model Mayhem was really big. Um, I had a friend that he's a photographer. He was like, hey, I need a model for a shoot. And I was like, okay, well, I'll do it. He was like, yeah, you ever did boudoir shoots before? And I was like, no, I haven't. And he was like, look, um, can you just do this one shoot for me? And I promise I will do something for you back. I'm like, okay, fine. Because I wasn't even going to get into it. And so I started doing it. He was like, for you to be, this to be your first time, you're really good at it. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, you're good. And so he put my photos all over Model Mayhem. And then that's when I was starting to pick up work from different photographers and I started reaching out to brands, seeing if they would want to collaborate with me because you didn't see a lot of pinups of color around that time when I started. And I started 2013. So you didn't see a lot of them around that time. So I wanted, I mean, you would, you'll see one or two, but they were token ones. So I wanted to do that. And um, that's how I started. I just, I started just by word of mouth. But it all stemmed from my great-grandmother, though. That's how I originally got into it, listening to my grandfather's vinyls, listening to um, my grandmother's records and stuff, and her old photos, or her her little um, jewelry that she passed on to me, I still have. 
and I'm blessed to, you know, be able to still, in a way, um, push her legacy in a way. I, I think I'm, I'm continuing it for her in a way, but I, I genuinely enjoy it. It's something I genuinely love. I, I, I love that um, I myself was raised a, a lot, not primarily, but a lot by my great grandparents. And I know that a lot of who I am is because of what I learned from them. So I can definitely understand that, you know, sort of sense and sensibility really being passed down from that bygone era. Now, I wanted to ask you, I see that you also do a lot of hauls. I know you do, you know, the sheen, the more modern oh stuff, but you also God. do a lot of vintage <laughs> as well. Yeah. Where, where do you go for your vintage hauls? Oh, well, I, um, well, because vintage reproduction is very expensive. And I notice a lot of my followers are like single mothers. They, you know, some will splurge on it, but a lot of them are budget. They're looking for budget clothing. So what I do is I'll go to AliExpress. I look on eBay. I look on Etsy. I look on um, I look on different sites that you would normally look, and I would find pieces that you know has that 1950s silhouette or 60s silhouette, and I would. I would, you know, put it in my halls and be like, hey, you know, you guys can try this or you can try this or you can try this. And um, sometimes I would get some vintage reproductions, but mainly all of my stuff is not vintage at all. I just make it look like that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I, I like that. I love the ingenuity of it. And just um, one of the things I love, just style in general, it really allows you to find ways of making a, a looking good but not making it uh hard on your pocket so to right speak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i'm a single mom so it's like you know as bad as i want to splurge on a certain item i have mm -hmm. responsibilities right and i can't do that so i can't do it all the time i will allow myself like a treat on my birthday or a treat you know once in a while but it's very rare that i will splurge crazy like that the biggest, most expensive piece I have bought to date was an original 1950s um, dress. And that cost me like $200. And it was a very special piece. And I am a plus size model. So, you know, I found it in my size. And right. with vintage, once you see it, grab it now. Because when it's gone, it's gone. And it's going to break your heart when it's gone. And that's, I've let so many pieces go because I didn't hit it right when I should have got it. So understood. Yeah. And so, well, even two hundred is not really bad for a vintage dress. Really? Well, no, I mean, in retro, you think about how just clothing costs now, quality clothing, how much, and you're going to pay a lot more than two hundred dollars. And I'm someone who says that, yeah, the older stuff in general, regardless if it's electronics or clothing, there is a a quality that just doesn't exist now and if you're getting something that is vintage that is in great condition that can fit you for you know around the price if not less of something comparable on the modern market that's when i say it's not that bad and in that case you know you're talking about a vintage dress you know you're talking about from the 50s so you're talking about 60 years old right now what is, are we at 70 years old from 50s now we're getting there <laughs> you know for it to be in great condition and you're only dropping 200 um, yeah, that's, I know it's like the electric bill or, or what have you, but if you make it so, you, you know, you're treating yourself, 
200 treating yourself every every year or so it's not really that bad when you're no it's to me it's it's because i'm very frugal because a lot of my my house is thrifted i thrift everything i'm an antiquer you know um i'm either at the thrift shop or i'm vintage shopping i'm always looking for a bargain but i don't feel like okay dang i overspent you know so i'm always looking for like deals and i guess that's why i say that 200 was just a lot to me but it was worth it because it's my favorite piece right. and something that i will if i ever have a daughter i will give it to her if she likes that you know right no i understand i i understand i think it's um especially when you have people you take care of you probably drop that easy for them but when it comes to yourself you really have to fight with like no i shouldn't do it other things i got to do it so that i i totally understand i'm very i very much have the same mindset when it comes to things of that nature i i will sit on something for a very long time before oh my I God, the trigger, like a, there's so a, many things in my cart and yes. the only reason why i have not pushed by is because of the shipping so I will literally ask for a deal or I will send them a, a offer just so I can feel better. It's the right. shipping that really keeps me from buying. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have literally not bought things just because of the shipping or by itself. Uh, oh, I understand. I understand totally. Now, I'll, I'll ask you this question because I talk about buying myself things and I'm very much into fragrances. I see that you have a couple of uh fragrance reviews or you're talking about fragrances like elizabeth uh taylor's white diamonds are you into fragrances at all yes i am um i really love chanel number five chanel okay. number five is my one of my favorite fragrances um i'm i'm into uh there's this one that dorothy dandridge wears it's called touch of fire i love that fragrance and that is by lucky heart I'm always getting that fragrance. I did a video on Lucky Heart um, on their products. If you was to look further down in my videos, you'll see that I did a video of Lucky Heart. So Touch of Fire is one of my favorites. I do love um, Versace. There's some Versace fragrances that I do love. Um, I, I have my, oh, Elizabeth Taylor's White Diamonds. I know it's old school to a lot of people. It smells like a granny. A lot of people say it smells like a granny, but to me, it smells good. I, I really love her powders. Um, I have just a select a few fragrances. I'm not, I don't buy every fragrance, but once I find something I really love, I stick with that one. I, I always have like a signature. Understood. Oh, and Coach Floral. I love that one. That's a new one I just got. Coach Floral. I love that one. Understood. I, I think with anything, even if you aren't like someone who's like really into fragrances, having a signature scent or at least a couple that are, you know, you really like to wear and it really fragrances just for me. And I don't know about you. It always makes you feel like a bit more confident. It's like, it is another yeah. way of expressing yourself. And it's, it's almost as if you were just like, I'm very much a mood fragrance person and I will get up and I will get one and I was like I smell I want to smell like this today or like there's one that I, I would classify as my signature scent Zahara signature for home and I, I it's such a a calming but also uh smooth and exciting scent as well with the lavender and the oud and the frankincense and the myrrh but it's just so gentle 
And it's such a, like, so if I'm like a conference or business, so I really want to project confidence and sophistication. Like that is one I will automatically grab. So I, I totally understand that, you know, you just want to wear something that you like and makes you feel good. And something that is distinctly you that defines you as far as your persona. Right. I, I love the fragrances. Now, let me ask you this. You also um, talk about sort of old Hollywood. What are some of your favorite older movies? My favorite older movies? Oh, man, there's so many. Um, if I was to name a few, uh, Cat on the Hot Tin Roof by Elizabeth Taylor. Um, I love all of Marilyn. Well, I can't say I love all of Marilyn's films. I love. I love her. Gentlemen Prefer Blinds, Dorothy Gendridge, um, Carmen Jones. I do like Porky and Bass. Um, I do like, uh, let me see. There was one that Lena Horn, um, Stormy Weather, Lena Horn did. Um, I do like The Prince and the Showgirl, Marilyn Monroe. Um, I love um, Jane Mansfield's The Girl Can't Help It. Um, I do love Gypsy Rose Lee's movies. She did a couple of movies. I forgot, it's on the tip of my tongue on that one. Um, I really try to look, I really try to watch a lot of, um, um, uh, people of color movies mm-hmm. back in that time and because there wasn't a lot. So I really try to watch a lot of those and it's very hard to find those. So, um, the ones that I can just name off the top of my head is like Stormy Weather, Carmen Jones, um, there's one that Billie Holiday played in. Um, I think it's uh, dang, it's um, Lady, Lady of uh, Lady of Shanghai. I think. I think that's what it's called. Don't get me, don't don't quote me on it. But it's 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 very scarce because she didn't play in a lot of movies. She only, I think she only played in one. So I try to watch a lot of movies that that has a lot of people of color in it. Now, you, you, you speak of sort of legends when it comes to black female singers, especially during the era. You talk about Billie Holiday, uh, Lena Horne, Dorothy Dandridge. How has growing up and then watching those women and, you know, those that came out of them influenced you as well as far as what you do? You talk about your, your great grandmother, but I'm pretty sure, you know, those entertainers, considering how unique and prolific they were, is, I would assume had some sort of impact as well. Um, well, I guess what made me really look at them as someone, as a, as an influence is because, you know, when I was going through a really rough breakup with an ex-boyfriend, all I listened to was Billie Holiday and she hit me in ways that no other singer can reach me, where it just, some of her songs really made me break down crying because I felt the pain in her voice and it felt like she was singing on what I was going through. That was another reason why I look up to Billie Holiday. With Lena Horne, I look up to her because she was very involved in the civil rights movement. And that was another reason why I looked up to her as well. Um, And I forgot to add Nina Simone, one of my biggest, I love Nina Simone. One of my biggest uh, influences of music wise. I listen to her a lot. so. Um, the reason why I, they influenced me so much is just because, you know, at times when I was going through things, they, their music touched me 
in a way where it was right on time that I needed something that I could relate to. So that's why I really look up, you know, to those influences. That's that's awesome. You talk about influence and influencers. One of the things we've seen in the past couple of years is as far as the media is concerned and, and how advertisers and television and media um, really portray women with curves, regardless of, of, of the size and degree. Um, and you've been doing this for about five years now as far as online and whatnot. So you you were there even before the, the tide really started to turn as far as perception and, and utilizing of uh, women with curves to really advertise, sell products and, and promote positivity. How, if anything, have you seen as far as the change in how you're perceived or even how your content is perceived with all of that? Um, I'm sorry, say that part again. <laughs> Let me change a little bit. Have you seen any differences with the change of sort of attitudes and perceptions of women with curves in the media? Has that changed? Like, has it had a positive effect on your content or oh. your perception and making connections, things of that nature? Oh, yes. Uh, yes. Um, I noticed that a, a lot. Well, some I'm not going to say all, but I, but more of I noticed that they are very more accepting to mm -hmm. bigger bodies. They're more accepting to people with disabilities. They're more accepting to people with uh, that. That looks different because you know, back in the fifties and sixties, and and back in those times, you didn't see no woman my size on right. a magazine. You didn't see them on a cover. You didn't see them anywhere. You you know, you only you'll see them probably in a Pulp Fiction magazine. You'll see them in the men's magazine. You'll see them in the fetish magazine. But you wouldn't see them nowhere. So I, see, I now that you know, now that we're in this time period, they're very more, you know, they're very more accepting. I will say though, it is a little hip, hypocrisy on some things because with Lizzo, they don't accept her all the way. I feel like with Lizzo, they judge her because of her size. She's not the good, the 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 acceptable fatty to right. them. That's how I see it. It's like she's not the acceptable one, you know? You know, as long as she's not sloppily fat, then it's accepting. Right. She can be big, her she can be her size, but not sloppy. And I feel like, you know, yeah, they accept it, but then they also still judge her. And I mm -hmm. think it's very unfortunate for her, you know, because there was a time when I seen her do an interview, well, do a live with P. Diddy. And she was shaking, you know, dancing and stuff. And they said, stop. The Diddy was like, no, 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 don't do that. But then when, you know, a smaller model was doing the same thing, they kept letting her do it. So in a way, they're still, yeah, they're accepting, but they're still not accepting. They still, you know, um, they still judge, you know, women that's bigger than the acceptable plus size woman that they want to see on magazines you know because you you don't ever really see 500 400 pound women you'll see a nice size bbw woman you'll right. probably give me 200 and something but she's not gonna be 500 pounds right 
is the, the, the Ashley Graham archetype pretty much. Exactly. So, you know, yes, they are more accepting, but to a certain point, then they stop being accepting. And I notice, I, I do notice that. Um, now, I, there's a friend that I, I'm a very good friend with, and she's in that mark where she is around 300, 400 pounds. And she's a model, a plus, plus, plus size model. And it is so hard for her to get work. It's so hard for a company. You know, companies don't even want to really work with her just because yeah. of that, you know. And a lot of, and I want to segue into, you know, the vintage brands. A lot of vintage brands, they'll accept one or two plus size models, but it can't be no more than that. Right. And I noticed that in vintage brands as well, that they will they'll be more accepting to a white plus size model, but not a black one. Understood. So it changes, but still a lot of ways to go. Yeah. Understood. I think that's with everything in perception of who we are and, and what we are, especially when you deal with uh, people of color, there are always certain, maybe sometimes extra hurdles and extra changes that need to be made as far as a change. Uh, perception but I, I understand that uh totally now let me correct me if i'm wrong you are a singer um yes i do singing on the side i haven't done nothing in a while but i want to get back into it because it's something that i genuinely enjoy to do and it's like a hobby of mine so yeah i do, mm -hmm. I do so what sort of genres do you really like to sing i like to sing jazz like jazzy doo-woppy, um, scat type of music. I'm, I'm very influenced by Sarah Vaughn on the way how she sings. Ella Fitzgerald, I like to sing stuff like that. So if I was to, you know, come out with my own, like, um, just a song, one song, I would want to make a song similar like that. But, you know, it's me, you know, it's me, it's my own sound. I don't want to copy anybody. I just, you know, that's just my style, how I want to sing it. Right. Understood. Yeah. One of the things about singing that I've, I've loved as far as I'm not a singer, but in watching artists really, while they are influenced and impacted by others, just the ability to make a song their own and put it in their own voice. So don't even worry about copying, just make it you. Thank you. Oh, and one more influence, and I forgot her, Julie London. Okay. She's one of my, one of the biggest, I have a lot of her, I listen to a lot of vinyls. I just, I have a lot of vinyls. I am a, you know, I listen to most of my music on vinyl. I listen to a lot of her records, and I try to not imitate, but I try to listen to how she breathes, how she speaks it, how she sings it. Um how she whispers it and that's some that's another big influence on me too is um Julie okay so singer model what don't you do <laughs> <laughs> um i like to act too and okay. um, that's another hobby i like to do i like to act i'm also i love makeup i love anything beauty related um, I love hair. I, I, you know, I'm. I love beauty. Just anything beauty-wise. So in clothes, I do. So that those are some things I like to get into as well. 
Okay, well, that's awesome. I want to thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. It's been a, a great oh, conversation. Tell everybody where they can find you. Um, if you want to know more about me, then you can go to my Instagram, um, pinupsavvymonroe, or you can go to my TikTok, pinupsavvymonroe, or if you want to watch the videos of me, you can go to pinupsavvymonroe on YouTube. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. We'll see you guys later. Now, Savvy and I, we talked, wow, for a while after everything was recorded. She is such an interesting and just great person to talk to. So make sure you check out her content at all of her links. Now, one of the things we talked about, obviously, was, hey, fragrances. We both have a love for fragrances. And this week for the fragrance of the week, we have one that has so much style and sophistication i was literally blown away when i first applied it and it is none other from the house of tom ford black orchid with this one you're going to find top notes of black truffle black currant ylang ylang and bergamot heart notes of black orchid floral notes fruity notes and lotus wood and then base notes of balsam wood frankincense patchouli sandalwood vanilla and vetiver now this one i believe i smelled on a tester way back when and wasn't completely wild by it but actually having a sample testing out on my skin uh, this is one of those fragrances that it's, it's a bit higher in price i feel exactly how much it is i feel like it's like 150 to 200 for a bottle but it is one when you smell it you start to think this might be worth every penny if I bought a bottle. It is not as floral as you would think it would be uh, with the fragrance bearing the name as well with some of the notes. But it has a uh, sweetness. It's unisex. So they can go for either. I mean, the either or sex. I don't think you kind of use masculine, feminine. But it is just. It's deceivingly heavy, meaning that it comes off a little light with the florals but it's such a heavy and rich fragrance and i think a lot of it comes from at least with the top the the truffle and the black currant and then you really get that base of vanilla and sandalwood and balsam patchouli and fragrance that really just anchors all of the floral notes it is very long lasting very potent and the one thing about having a sample though uh, you and I, I don't know about you I don't really spray a lot a lot or I don't do sprays like if I own the bottle of a fragrance because I'm more conservative because I want to save it and try it again and again and again to really get a sense of the fragrance after the first application so I don't think I even spray down the little atomizer all of the way to get a full spray because I'm very conservative about the fragrance but this is one that I think if you have not tried this one, uh, pick yourself up a sample, uh, go to your Ulta wherever and try to. I'm, I am really impressed with Tom Ford's Black Orchid. And I honestly think that you will be too. Now, what am I wearing today? Today, it's it's hot. It's hot outside. It's pushing 85 degrees. So I wanted something that I thought would be more indicative of the weather, something that wasn't as heavy, but something that was fragrant 
and a little sweet but also enticing so i chose kid al verson from latafa uh, this is one i've talked about before uh, i really like this one because of the pineapple note it's really like it's pineapple so it's bright it's sweet you got the spice with the saffron and the jasmine then you got that witty base that's anchored by the amber uh, with oud and sandalwood it is a fragrance that i think is really really good for the spring and the summer and is one i'm going to be wearing a whole lot more before the next two seasons are done so that's my fragrance of the week speaking of fragrances why don't you check out pete and pedro uh, for their wonderful line of fragrances I've talked about villain numerous times they have a selection of i believe it's five fragrances that are inspired by some of the most popular fragrances in the world like Creta ventus aqua de joe and many others they run for just 50 bucks for a 50 ml bottle and if you use the link in the show notes uh that will give you a 10 percent off of your first purchase also you can support us by becoming a member of our patreon for just one three or five dollars you can become a producer of the show we get you perks like having this podcast a day or so early also exclusive video content if you like my footage from exotica there's a uh, uncut versions that are going to be on uh the patreon a little uncut a little rough but you know youtube is a very sanitized place i put it that way so you want to see anything behind the scenes something a bit more risque a bit more adult uh definitely check out the patreon and also are you tired of, of red bull you tired of moss you tired of down those energy drinks with all of the sugar check out dubby uh dubby is an energy drink mix and you can get 10 percent off your first purchase by using the code webstaman or the discount link below all of those help to fun what we do here at the Sotorion Geek podcast as well as WebsterStyle.com. Speaking of what we do here, make sure you check us out every week with my man Brian Saff and the legend Kuya P behind the boards talking about everything in gaming at the NRW checkpoint over on Nerds with the World. Also, make sure going back to Nerds with the World, check me out with Kuya P and Sean Mongold every week talking wrestling with kfab baby the nrw ring generals podcast of course i am all over social media check me out on instagram and yeah just to instagram at this point at webstyle and sotorian geek check me out on twitter webstyle and check me out on tiktok at underscore webster style make sure you check anything and everything that is webstyle out over at websterstyle.com and of course emails comments criticisms questions want to be on the show drop me a line at info at websterstylemagazine.com thank you again for your time thank you again for your listening ear and remember stay safe out there and be blessed why wednesday uh i don't well i know last time well i wore polka dot you didn't must I remind you it was till on your birthday Don't get me wrong, I think we killed in the birthdays And you picked the hell of fit for the church day Let's say you picked the wrist game for it Now you got the floor filled with bras that you purchase Pick a color scheme that can match the berry corset Get the berry cream, 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 get the berry cream
sing, cuz no one man should have all that styling. Take it off, clothes on the floor piling. No one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it off and let me see what's under them scenes. Cuz no one man should have all that styling. Take it off, clothes on the floor piling. No one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it off and let me see what's under them scenes. Let's see what it seems. If it is what it seems. Chicks be looking thick leggings, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. Take a hint though, don't try to get me at a moment. Comment no. though, smoking hot, rocking this pin so oh. thin. Tie hairline, looking like a stencil. Pimp, no lie, I'm sharper than the utensil. Instrumental, plain dang, homie. I was hoping we could walk out with that bang bang, honey. See them plain James, honey. Get them lame friends, honey. We tell it better, crazy like I think. Hey, mommy, hey, mommy. Look a lady, main thing, want me on the scene. Fit popping like a main vein, running blood color, lips smashing with the hand. Clutch money, holding bag, kinda funny. Can you tell me what's the price I got the range? Rover, hang on me. When we walking, looking goosey like that thing sprayed on me. Walking with a limp like an ankle sprang on me. Yeah, I rocked the cardigan. She don't really want me because. No one man should have all that styling. Take it out, clothes on the floor, passing. No one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it up and let me see what's under them scenes. No one man should have all that styling. Take it off, clothes on the floor piling. No one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it off and let me see what's under them scenes. Oh, you wanted to? Oh, I completely read that wrong.